You're listening to Two Tall Gamers and Some Microphones. Hi, this is Blue Neko of Beskar. And this is Blur from Beskar. And you are listening to Two Tour Gamers and Some Microphones. Which is exactly what's in front of us. Yes. Yes, it's <laughs> right here. And welcome to our second podcast. We're happy to have you here. Yes, I'm down in the Sydney studio. I'm in the Los Angeles studio. That sounds so classy. Let's get yes. into it. Let's get into it. Okay, so this Friday's update was a developer blog called Introducing the Codex. And uh, Blue, what did you think of it? it? It's really good stuff. It's It has to do with codexes, obviously, and um, datacrons. And I think it's something that rewards the gaming explorer, offers a lot of backstory. They were comparing the total text amount for these codexes to the average Star Wars novel. And it, it's about as big as the average Star Wars novel. And that's just going to be information on what you're finding as you explore the game. So that's pretty cool. It's sort of a, an added aspect that doesn't have to do with killing a bunch of things or putting yourself in a dangerous position. Though, I'm sure as you go around, there's probably things you can pick up when you are in a dangerous area. But, you know, it, it, some people love exploring, and this will make exploring more advantageous and beneficial and exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I guess the thought behind it is that a lot of games, not just Bioware games, a lot of games, MMOs, have a lot of good information in them, but people might get this information out of order or they might stop reading it or whatever. So they're trying to make the information, you know, sort of fun to collect, you know, going around finding datacrons in, in obscure places of the map. And, you know, it all goes into this one codex and then you can read it and it's this enjoyable thing you know so i think hey this sounds great i think it's great um, i'm looking at one of the images that they put up and there is a bit of lore regarding the admission to the sith academy and for people who are very interested in the story and are going to develop a persona for their character these bits of information will help them really round out who this character is and what their motivations are so i i think it's really cool Oh, yeah, for, for role players particularly, the more information we can get, the better, you know, about everything. Right, and I think because it's Star Wars and it has such a huge fan base, this is going to be an MMO where people are actually interested in reading a lot of the story behind it, whereas some people just kind of click and get past it because they want to get to the action. I think Star Wars really has a fan base that cares about the story, which is why this is really cool. Indeed, and I think we'll have a question on that later in the show. Yes, I think we're going to have a question on that. Okay. Probably. Speaking of questions, last week we asked people if they have um, a written email to send us or they want to record an MP3 of themselves and send it to us, they can do so. The address for that is mandalorianiron at gmail.com. And guess what? We got mail. We got mail. It was We got mail like the day everything aired and so that was very exciting we got a couple mp3s and we got some written emails and the one thing that i've noticed is that lots of people i i shouted out to people saying hey let us know what you think about the ability to kill your companion character and a lot of people touched on that so that's actually a topic that's getting some activity which is really cool and it, and it turns out as i thought lots of people are down with killing their character 
But the the thing that I spoke about was that I didn't think a Jedi character or a quote-unquote good character would necessarily kill their companion because it would go against theme. But a lot of people have said if these companions show themselves to be evil or they betray the character in some way or they seem to deserve death because of their attitude or their actions, that they would kill the character. So I will even go back on what I said and say, yes, if you are playing a Jedi and you are sort of tested with an unruly, nasty companion, yes, it probably could be seen as thematically correct for you to off that companion because they're bad. So there we go. That was some of the feedback we got. That was actually from Brehan. We got that feedback from Brehan, which we will hear in his MP3 a little bit later. Exactly. And look, in a similar vein, we've had an email from a chap called Ordini, uh, and he said much the same thing, that if a character, a companion character has done something to his character that, you know, deserves death, uh, he, he gave the example he's going to be playing a bounty hunter, it looks like. And if uh, someone leaked info relating to one of his marks in the storyline, yes, he would kill them. So, yeah, people people will actually do this, Blue, you know. Yes. I won't because I'm, you know, well, I don't know. Maybe Maybe out of the companions we get, there's going to be one that's just absolutely rotten. <laughs> maybe I'll but just that... have an annoying voice. Right. And you may just be like, I don't want to hear you speak anymore. I'm going to kill you. But I I don't think I would do it personally. But that's me. And the other people that want to do it can do it because they have the ability to do it. And it will make their story interesting in whatever way. So I say, get to it, people. Kill your companions. Enjoy. Enjoy. (laughs) Now, speaking of Ordini, there's a second part to his email, but I'll... I'll read it a bit later in the show. Now, first up, let's play one of these audios that we've got. Uh, this is from a chap called Antilles, and, uh, well, look, I'll let him say it in his own words. Hey, guys. First-time caller, long-time listener ringing in here. Last episode, you guys asked the question uh, whether or not we'd kill our companions uh, if the opportunity presented itself. I think it's pretty cool that the option exists. I mean, if they get really annoying, like Alistair in Dragon Age, no offense Alistair lovers, but that guy was a wet blanket for like 60 hours. Seriously, stop whining about the crown and die already. Alright, that's probably a little dramatic, but it's cool that the option of permadeath is going to exist for those of us in tour with less forgiving personalities. I guess that just goes to show that your choices are going to have a larger effect on the world, which has kind of been the staple of all Bioware RPGs, really. So that uh, leads me to my question. Do you guys think Tor will have phasing, and do you want it to? All right, thank you, Antilles, for the question. Uh, that question is, will Tor have phasing, and what do we think of that? How do we feel about that? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> my answer is, I don't know, but if they do, and, and I had to look up phasing because I'm not, I'm not a WoW veteran, and that seems to be where a lot of the phasing happened. Right. Uh, phasing, as I understand it, is when you have a set gaming area that is affected by an event, and they phase it into like a new version of that area. So let's say everything is sunshiny and beautiful with bunnies and rabbits, and then there's some cataclysmic event, and then suddenly, you know, fire and brimstone and lava and whatever. That's how that's how I understand it. Of course, if I'm getting it wrong, please, please send us your MP3s, your complaints, your moaning, your groaning, and correct us. But I did not play WoW, 
And so I just had to do a little bit of research and find out what phasing is. So do I think Tor will have it? Possibly. Uh, maybe. Yes. I don't know. How would I feel about it? I think it would be cool. I wouldn't like a lot of the more popular areas, um, maybe like city centers of activity to be blown to bits. I don't want like some cantina we all go to to suddenly be gone six months in the game because they did some sort of phasing in the middle of Tatooine. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there might be specific PvP areas or there there might be like these war zone areas where something will happen and then everything will be like desecrated and it'll be like all dark and foreboding. That's fine. That would be totally cool. I would enjoy that. I hope they don't do it too often because, you know, if they're doing some sort of phasing like every single month, it's hard to like really immerse yourself in an area and then have it change all the time. I don't think I'd like that too much. Yeah, look, I'm 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 with you. Uh, unsurprisingly, I think it would be something they do very sparingly if they do it at all. It will probably be part of a big expansion similar to what they did in WoW. Um, because yeah, you, you don't. I mean, Bioware is all about the story, as we know, and you know I don't think they're going to mess with that too much. They're not going to have something exist for a few months and then change when new people will be still coming, you know, six months, 12 months, 24 months after that and never get to experience the original thing. I think they'd probably let the game exist as is for a little while, at least, before I agree. changing and, and doing it. And it would be through an expansion, I, I would think. So, look, I think it's entirely possible, and with a war going on, it, it could happen. It could be an interesting way to change the PvP maps. Uh, for right. example, if there's a war zone and people are getting a bit stale with playing, you know, their games within a certain uh, maze, if you will, amongst ruins. What if suddenly some more stuff gets blown up and those ruins completely change? That could be a nice uh, PvP add-on, because uh, you have to relearn a map, and that's always fun, and you can't just use the same tired old tactics. So, yeah, look, it's entirely possible. I just don't see it happening often, and I don't see it happening until we probably have a really big expansion. Right. I agree with you there. So we have another MP3 question. Yes, we do. Which comes from Brehan. The man himself. The man himself of Bootleg Radio. So um, why don't we just put that little puppy on? Of course, he talks about companions because that's like the big topic of last week. So here is Brehan's question. Let me find the play button. Hey, Blur and Nico Blue. This is Brehan, also known as Narvacon. And I have a comment followed by a question. My comment is on your last show, you mentioned about um, why someone on the good side would want to kill their companion. And my immediate thoughts went to, well, what if they, the companion, was evil? Or they were leaning more toward the evil side of things and it was the only way to stop whatever they may have been doing. Um, There's so many variables there, I just thought I would share that. My question is, um, do you feel that role-playing, particularly in Star Wars, will take a bigger and larger seat than perhaps it has in other games because of the rich history of Star Wars. Thanks for uh, airing my question, if you do. Thank you for that question, Brehan. And yes, as I said already, now that people have brought it to my attention, I do think that if you're playing a good character and you are saddled with this very evil companion who's making 
bad decisions and possibly holding you back or, you know, doing things against the grain of what you want to do with your character. Yes, that that would be a scenario where a quote unquote good person or good character would want to kill their companion. I don't know what the companions are going to be like. I don't know if you're going to have one agreeable one and one rude one. I don't know until we play the game. But yes, I could see that you're playing a very light-sided Jedi and you just have this unappealing evil companion at your side and you just need to dispatch him immediately because that's just not working for you. So yes, I agree. Yeah, still pretty dark though. Now, if we get to the role play part of Brayhound's question, which is, re- I love this question. I love it. But Blur, you know me. I'm all about the role play. I do. The question was, do we feel that role play, particularly in Tor, will take a bigger and larger seat than perhaps it has in other games because of the rich history of Star Wars? Yes, 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 a thousand times yes. The Star Wars universe is so huge and full of devoted fans that have been around since the 70s, that I think the theme of this MMO is going to reach people on a deeper level than other themes have reached people before. Not to say that other genres and other MMOs weren't great. There are many great MMOs out there, but this one is really tapping into a fan base that is so loyal and so into the story. And I have to say, whatever you think about George Lucas, about his writing, directing, Good, bad, ugly. I think across the board, most people feel that he is a good storyteller and a good idea guy, even if he doesn't always execute them in the way that we would, because these characters in the Star Wars universe have become characters that we love, that we adore. And everyone has like some sort of fantasy about I want to be a Jedi, or I want to be a Sith, or I want to be a bounty hunter. I love Boba Fett. Luke is the greatest Jedi ever. Darth Vader is kick-ass. People love this about the Star Wars universe. So I think, and interestingly, I saw a podcast where a gamer described himself as a hack-and-slash gamer, but he became very immersed in the role play, and he was enjoying the story so much when he ran through the game that he started developing a persona. He was motivated to role play because of this game. Yeah, look, no, no argument from me. I, I could say all of that uh, again for my spot, so I'll try and say something a little different. I would use the example of Star Wars Galaxies and the way people got into that and told stories and developed characters and such. And now you, people could say, well, look, that was a sandbox game, so it was ex- it was expected. But uh, no, I disagree. I think Star Wars just it, it, it's been going for so long. There is so much lore. People are into the story, like you say. Um, people are going to gravitate towards roleplay. Not all. There's, you, you just have to go to the forums and see there's a bunch of people who are going to play this like a game. It's just the next MMO to them. They just want to get in there and grind out the best character they can and PvP, and six months later there'll be some other MMO coming out and they'll move on. But there'll be a lot of people, a lot more than in most MMOs, who will roleplay Absolutely. I have no doubt about that in my mind. This is why with other MMOs, I think you can see other MMOs have lore and background and stuff, but it's just made up by, like, you know, a little team of guys and it's thrown together 
And, you know, sometimes people do get into the, the lore of other MMOs and over time they might develop. But those sort of things really pale in comparison to the law you're dealing with when it's Star Wars. I mean, it's it's Star Wars, you know, capital letters, Star Wars. Highlight it's, it. Yeah. You know, underline it. Put it in italics. It's Star Wars, you know? It's, it's very epic. I have to say, I first thought, forgetting Star Wars Galaxies, I played Star Wars Galaxies. I was there to, like, hear the music and hang in a cantina and, like, just get a Star Wars feel because I wasn't into the game. But let's not talk about that. I have been thinking about Bioware specifically creating an MMO since I played Knights of the Old Republic. And it was just sort of this offhanded, oh, hey, wouldn't it be cool if these people made an MMO because they made such a good game? I thought, hey, they would make this really great MMO. So I've been pondering this since 2006 and so it's five years later and I'm about ready to come out of my skin with excitement about doing this because I'm a kid of the 70s I will now date myself I'm a kid of the 70s and Star Wars has been a, a, a huge part of my childhood like the Star Wars sheets and the action figures and the movies and the lunchbox and it's it's been so huge for me and now as an adult I have the opportunity to play in an environment where I get to be one of the characters I get to if I choose to act like one of the characters and I get to be a part of a story where I'm important and epic and heroic and I just I'm not saying that everyone should role play. Everyone gets to play the, the way they want to play. You pay your monthly subscription fee. You get to do what you want to do. But I, I sort of like want to grab people and shake them and be like, aren't you excited? Aren't you excited to be a Jedi or a trooper or a bounty hunter? Like, isn't this so excited? Haven't we waited to do this for so long? So I am, I am so thrilled about the role play aspect of this game. I can't even tell you. Yeah. can't even tell you. <laughs> well, you just did. I just um, did. <laughs> I'm much the same. I was born in the mid-70s. I was five years old when Empire came out, and I saw that at the cinema with my dad. So I'm, I'm in exactly the same, the same boat as you. And I have been waiting for a good Star Wars MMO since Star Wars Galaxies made its changes, the NGE and the combat upgrade, and I lost interest in it and thought, this, is, this has just become bloody silly, you know. Um, and from that moment, I've been thinking, well, when's the next one coming out? When can we get another go at this? So... Uh, you, you cited 2006. I'm probably even slightly earlier than that, a year or two earlier. I've been waiting for this. So um, not to one-up you or anything, but, yeah, I've been waiting a little longer, and I'm much the same. I'm like, oh, my God, wow, it's coming, it's coming, let's play it. And, yeah, you do want to shake people sometimes, and especially the, the haters on the forums who, who hate. Yeah, but, I mean, when when I first going to the talking about the forums just for a moment when when I first signed up on the forums I didn't go there because every time you're there there's a lot of speculation and people become sort of like verbally violent about speculation and it's like how can you argue about something we don't even know about that that's like arguing about something across the universe that that we're never going to be in contact with what how can you argue about nothing and yet people will get into the tour forums and just be nasty and argue about nothing and they have nothing to back it up and they have no information but but they are going to sit and for five pages they're going to rail on people about something they don't even know about and it's like you know what the game's going to come out you're either going to like it 
and you're going to play it or you're not, and then you can just go away and, and go do something else. But my whole thing is, like, let's be excited that it's coming out. Let's be excited about the information that we get, and then let's try it out and see if we like it, which, of course, I'm going to. I'm determined to like this. I'm determined to love this game. Oh, I think you will anyway. I don't think you have, love it. have to try. Okay, look, time is ticking on, and to... to finish this week. We're at the end already. Um, Ordini, already? Yeah, yeah. That's hard to believe, but yeah, time flies. Ordini asked us a question in his email, and I'd really like us to answer it, um, albeit briefly. He says, um, random question for you guys, what do you think of the guild ship concept? He's excited about the idea, but he's not exactly sure how it will be implemented. He says there's the possibility ships could be just stationed above a planet of your choice, and just sit there and be like a any other sort of, you know, guild hall that's just in space, or, you know, could they eventually move and have battles and, you know, maybe be involved in guild versus guild things? And, you know, what do you guys think will happen with guild ships? Well, we've heard that there are going to be guild ships. I don't I don't know if they're going to be at launch. I want to say that I read that they were not going to be at launch. Did you read that? I Yeah, I think okay. I've seen something like that, and we can't both have hallucinated it. Right, so they're not going to be in at launch, and neither is heavy customization. I'm all about, like, I want a guild ship. I want to decorate it. I think I told you that, like, the first week I met you. I was like, by yeah. the way, when we get a guild ship, I would like to be the decorator, if you yeah. don't mind. Yeah, it's a girl thing. Yeah, Sorry. no pink walls, though. It won't be pink. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It won't, it'll be, like, red and black and angry and Sith-like and mean. Wow. But yeah, so, so was, was that too much? Was that too much? Yeah, that's fine. So guild ships, yes. Excited, yes. How are they going to be utilized? No idea. If they're just sitting somewhere and it's a place where we get together as a guild and have meetings or just gather and regroup before we go do some raid or PvP or something, I'm fine with that. Would I like them to have some movability and serve a larger purpose? Yes. But I don't know what it's going to be. So I'm not going to complain about it. I'm not going to get on the tour forums and complain about it for like the next five months because, <laughs> yeah, I have other things to do. All right. Well, look, for me, I think, uh, as we've said, yes, they're going to be in the game, probably not at launch. Uh, I think they probably will be stationary things. I think it'll be like a guild hall in space, um, which is an interesting take on guild halls. I just, with the way the space game is sort of that tunnel shooter where you're playing a smaller ship just, you know, flying in a tunnel, for want of a better word, uh, I just don't see somehow us being able to fly a guild ship into that environment and have multiple people at multiple cannons. And I, it would seem to involve a whole upgrade of the space combat system, which seems to be set in stone at this point. I mean, look, anything could happen. And um, who knows, but I think it will just be a guild hall in space, which in itself is nice because everyone, well, most people want a guild hall. And if right. you're walking around the guild hall and you can look out and see a planet or some ships flying by, that's that's nice. That's that's cool. That's cool. You know, yes. It's not it's not as functional and purpose uh, purpose built as a ship that could fly around and blow things up, but it's still pretty nice. So. Yes, they'll be in the game. Um, I think they're cool. I think they're cool, too. Okay. Well, look, Lou, I think that's the end of the show. Oh, my gosh, Blur. I think it is, too. <laughs> it's time to go. And 
by the, the grace of our listeners, we might even come back. Yes. And if you have any questions, please, again, send them to mandalorianiron at gmail.com. They can either be written or if you want to hear yourself on the radio, you can send us an MP3 and we'll answer any questions that we get as long as we have time to answer them. And we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.